What's up, guys? This is Dr. Matt. This is the Roadie Strength Podcast. We are interviewing local athletes and businesses and friends in Rhode Island, just having conversations and chopping it up. I am the owner and physical therapist at Strength and Sport. Today we have Tim Ferraro on as a guest. Uh, he's got a very interesting background in basketball at the collegiate level and at the high school level, CrossFit and Jiu-Jitsu. And without further ado, Tim Ferraro. What's going How on, y'all? Going? What's going on, y'all? Let's chop it up. All right. Yes, sir. Let me start off with some rapid fire. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. So a little icebreaker. We got best breakfast sandwich in Newport. This is this is kind of a toss up. Man, this shout out Timmy Two Eggs. If y'all don't follow me at Timmy Two Eggs, T I M Y number two, E G G S. Follow me. Uh, Peaceful Market best breakfast sandwich in Newport and breakfast best breakfast sandwich in the world. So I got two follow up questions on that. Number one, isn't Timmy with two? There's cab. All right, and uh, best breakfast sandwich. Uh, so what's in the sandwich? Sausage, egg, and cheese, my boy. Okay. Well, would you ever go bacon or no? If I'm not hungover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sausage is better for the uh, the post the post night out sandwich. Yes, All sir. right. I got gotcha. you. And in general, you get a little more meat sausage okay okay. more protein i you know what that's a good point because you can really judge a place off their sausage some people do sausage links and it's just like you should close you should you should i'm gonna call the fda you should close (laughs) you should close i'm gonna call the fda all right sausage patties only yeah for my bagel makers breakfast sandwich makers out there oh that's good advice uh how about boston you got you got a breakfast sandwich in boston Oh, God. Um, American Provisions is tied with... Actually, no. I think I gave Sidewalk Cafe a better score than American Provisions. This is in Southie. Stop. Um, Sidewalk Cafe is very good. Big, 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 big sandwich. It's great. Okay. It's fire. And the cheese is all melted. It's it's good. If you don't have cheese on the side of your mouth or on your hands, you're eating a breakfast (laughs) sandwich... You're eating the wrong breakfast sandwich. And and you're a big fan of Havarti cheese, I've heard. Hell no. American. (laughs) American. Keep it classic. Keep it classy. Um, Our best pizza. We'll go Boston first. Santarpio's, East Boston. Easy? Hands down. Not even a question. Don't even ask me. What about the second choice? In Boston? Yeah. Santarpio's. (laughs) Didn't you say that already? They sold out. (laughs) The Giorno's. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, sir. Not even worth it. Red Baron actually is a fire food. There are no G. All right. I'll go um, Santarpio's, and then I'll make a pizza myself if they're closed. Wow. I mean, you can make a pretty good pizza yourself. I mean, yeah. from scratch. All right. Uh, how about Newport? You got a best pizza in Newport? Mama Leone's. Okay. If anyone okay. says Nicholas Pizza, get out. I'll be honest. I, I like Nicholas remember Pizza I, remember a lot. Remember I slapped the pizza over by accident. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? All right, side story. We're already getting off track, but um, where were we? Where were we coming from? Was it CrossFit? Were we coming from CrossFit class? I don't remember. But uh, your newly, your newly formed uh, crew over at Two Swords walks in. Um, Matt, the intern at Spartan at the time, was a waiter there. Delivers our pizza. I think we just got a cheese. They had on one of those. No. Chicken bacon ranch. Wow, that's a good memory. This was a while ago. They had it on this tray that was probably about a foot tall. Yeah. Which I don't know how common that is, but I've never seen it before. And uh, your friends walked in. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> pizza on the floor. 
face down. Yes. Literally within 30 seconds of us getting it. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm glad Matt they made, was working. They made us a new one. They for made free. us a new one for free, so that it all worked out in the end. Free is um, funny. Did anybody ever mention that to you after? Did anybody bring it up? Mm. No. Okay. Um, all right, we're moving on to a shoe question. Are you are you a sneakerhead? Would you consider a sneakerhead? I used to be, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, nanos or Nobles? I got to stick true with my Reebok gang. Mm, Reebok I'm, one. I'll say Nanos, but the Noble runners go hard. Sure. The, the Noble makes so many freaky colors, like with the floral print. Like, that's just not me. Mm. So um, if I'm going to do any workout, CrossFit, we're sitting outside, so if you hear the ambulance... Apologies, quick little fireside chat mm. with me and Doc here. But if I'm going to go any type of workout, even if I'm just going to the gym to do like a bro lift, I'm, 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 I'm going to go uh, nanos 10 out of 10 times. I'm, I'm on the same page. I think they're comfier. Yeah. I like the shoes better. I feel like they're better suited for fitness. Sure. Fitness, sure. not working out fitness. They're, they've been in the game a little longer. I think the nobles will, uh, will catch on. I mean, Noble's taking over the world, man. Sure, sure. I mean, um, purely from a uh, like mechanically designed, like better yeah. shoe. I, th- I think they'll they'll catch on. Sure. I, I do think the Nanos are are comfier as well. Sure. Um, should I throw Metcons in there? Are they worth the conversation? Mm-mm. Are they are they number three? Metcons are they look cool. <laughs> they do. They, they are the best looking shoe, in my opinion. They are. All right, we get we get some cars coming through. Um. Next CrossFit question: Assault bike or Rogue Echo? Have you used a Rogue Echo bike? I I haven't. Dude, I like, haven't. The handles are like cinder blocks. Yeah. Oh my god. So you love it? No, I hate it, <laughs> man. I hate it. If I'm gonna do like a sprint workout or any workout on a bike, the last thing I'm choosing is the Rogue Echo bike. So I'm gonna say assault bike. Okay. I, so you just don't like to work hard, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. All right, moving, moving on, moving on. Uh, go, getting away from CrossFit with this one. We got Celebrity Crush. Can I say two? You can say two. Haley Baldwin. I refuse to say Haley Bieber. Okay, okay. Just because there's still a chance. There's always a chance. Um, and Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Great voice. God. <laughs> and if I make you pick one? Haley Bieber. Haley Baldwin. Oof, okay. You said it. <laughs> First time in my life. Haley, Haley Baldwin. Um, Nine out of ten times. Okay. And let's we'll move on again. Place you most recently traveled. By plane. By plane. Uh, Pensacola. Pensacola. Good good place. Dude, good place. Pensacola is Florida. My Florida, yes. Of course. It's besides Newport, it's my little slice of heaven. Okay. Okay. Uh can you uh, can you expand on that? Yes. So there's a man named Ken. I think I've heard of him. Ken is my big brother, role model, you know, who I aspire to be in life. Ken is the exemplary person. Very handsome. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, Ken is just the epitome of what it means to be about it. Mm-hmm. And so, Pensacola is a great place to be. It keeps my mind fresh, keeps me sharp, keeps me strong. But also, too, it's a cool little surf town. You know me. Love the ocean. Love to be around those places. And, um, yeah, I, Pensacola is just a great place to be. It's a cool little surf town. Great shops, great food. 
great nightlife, a lot of cool military guys out there that I've had the um, luck of meeting mm. and, and calling my friends. Very so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. And what about the, how about the place you most recently traveled not by plane? Newport. Newport, okay. Like you were saying, Pensacola is your second Newport, so it makes sense. Newport, for sure, 100%. Um, and then how about next? Place you want to go next? Uh, probably Pensacola. Yeah? Do you have a ticket book already? No, Ken just, Ken just texts me sometimes, and he's just like, hey, you want to come down? I'm just like, yeah, man, sure. <laughs> and then he's, he's a pilot for American, so he'll get me like a standby flight, and then I'll fly down, and then 20 nice. minutes later, I'm either doing jiu-jitsu or I'm in an ice bath. So That's awesome. <laughs> Ken, uh, let's talk about that ice bath a little bit, because that's a pretty cool ice bath he has. Uh, yeah. How was the temperature on it? 33. 33, and it, and it doesn't freeze. It's no. just constantly moving water. Yep. How long have you stayed in it? Five minutes. Whew. It's a long time. I'm a dog. It's a long time. I'm a dog. <laughs> um, he's got a sa- sauna, sauna too, as well? Yes. Yep. We do the little fire and ice action. We get a little tuned up, go sit in the sauna for 20 minutes, ice bath for two, go back into the sauna till you can feel heat back through your toes, go back into the ice bath for four or five minutes, Go back into the sauna, warm up to your toes. If you want to end the ice bath, if you're not a bitch, you go end up in the ice bath. Mm-hmm. If you are a bitch, which I've done a few times, you go shower in hot water. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, uh, hey, you feel better afterwards. Mm-hmm. That cures a hangover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how about... Man, last time I was in Pensacola with Ken speaking of hangover, Side story. <laughs> oh, God. He has a one wheel. He had two of them. A one wheel is a literally a one wheel motorized longboard how many wheels are there one and i'm not sure what happened but i woke up in the morning and my sheets are covered in blood yikes and i walk out i'm like man what the hell and he's like look at your face look at your elbow i looked down at my elbow my face and my shoulder i got scratches all over i fell off my one wheel because i tried to be superman and extend my arms out and i rolled over onto the pavement so dangerous classic classic pensacola story with him <laughs> And then I sang karaoke to him. I sang Tennessee Whiskey. Oh, great song. You know what ne- that is? Near and dear to my heart. You know what that song, you know what that song means to me. I sang hey. some Tennessee Whiskey to him in karaoke. And if, if, if y'all were watching, I could pull up a video and show you. I had a video of me singing it. I panned over to the crowd. And it's just my boy, true to me, Ken, dancing. Everyone else is gone. It's just wow. me and Ken at the bar singing Tennessee Whiskey. Um, the song near and dear to both of our hearts. It's are you? Are you? Would you say you're a good singer? Or? Used to spend my. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do we want to go next? We said by plane, Pensacola. How about um, where do you want to go next by car? Little little uh, day trip. I would love to. Not even a day trip. I would love to drive out to Montana with Ace, Ooh, my dog. It's a couple day trip. And just live in a log cabin for like two months and just don't, just not talk to anyone. Just get after it. Grow out my hair, grow out my beard. The only thing I got in the fridge is eggs and Miller Lite. I'm working, I'm remote. So I get Maybe to, bison? I get to make some bison, get to make some sales and work and just get to live out in the mountains with me and my buddy. When are you going? Sitting right here next to me, the best dog in the world. <laughs> um, Alright, we got one more question for you then we'll get into it. Um, recent book you've read Green Lights by Matt McConaughey Matthew McConaughey Matthew yeah <laughs> great book book changed my life man yeah yeah 
I've read it too. Awesome book. Yeah, man, that was. Uh, I've never been one for things to like find me at the right time. Um, you know, I stumbled upon Green Lights. It. Uh, I, my mom actually bought it for me for Christmas. I read the first like three pages, and then I got called downstairs to do something, so I never picked it back up. And you actually. Um, we're like, hey, you should read this book or you should listen to this book on Audible, whatever. And I was going through some things at the time. I mm-hmm. was going through a breakup, going through some stuff. And, um, you know, I listened I listened to the book and I've listened to it 15 times since, literally. I'm not kidding. And uh, that was the one thing where I can take a step back and be like, this completely changed my life. And... You know, as you guys get to hear later on in the podcast, like of like college basketball, high school, like what my opportunities were, they were great in my life and they, you know, instilled a lot of lessons in me. But Green Lights was a really cool thing where it kind of pointed me in the right direction to like find your frequency. Mm-hmm. What is life? What does life mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, forge your own path, be your own person, you know, and, and, and you know, ultimately like take life by the balls so yeah it was it was if anyone's never read that book i recommend you read it and also listen to it on audible um and if you have read the book you know it might have just been a a quick read for you i've had people that haven't I've, i've had people that i've chatted with that don't like the book and you know for me it was just a really cool um opportunity to look back and be like hey like this is this is what I want. Yeah, for for me that book, um, it was it was interesting actually. This winter, I had just finished the book and um, we were we had a big trip planned. We were going snowboarding. Um, we actually had planned to go um, hike Okemo and then snowboard down and a little earn your turn uh, hike and snowboard action. Um, and the whole weekend was planned and I was just crushed with work at the time and um, it was I think it might have been something you said possibly could have just something that kind of popped into my head um, but there was there's a kind of a theme from the book that at least the, what I took from it anyway was kind of like look at the bigger picture and uh, enjoy life and at, and yeah. that weekend I kind of just like put me at ease and I had had one of the best weekends in a Dude, long time. Dude, I'm telling you, man, like, <laughs> funny enough, um, you know, before I read the book, I've always been like a, I've always been like a, a writer and, you know, looked at the things that I'm doing and, you know, tried to get deep with myself and understand who I am as a person and blah, blah, blah. And um, it's interesting because... I remember sitting at the bottom of the mountain with you and Vinny and great guy thinking to myself like wow like I am in the moment right now I'm Mm -hmm. understanding like where I am and who I want to be and I remember looking around and for the first time in probably a long time I was just like wow this is really cool like I'm in the moment I can kind of see where I'm at and that was an eye-opening experience for me because I've always been one to like kind of just do things and forget about what I'm doing and kind of black out while I'm doing it and just do it just to do it 
But I remember sitting at the bottom of the mountain, unclipping myself, unstrapping myself from my snowboard and looking around at all the people. So I'm sitting in a pile of snow and I'm just like, hell yeah. Yeah. Like This, this is where is, I should be right this now. Is, this is where I, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So it was cool. And, and yeah, man, the book was a really, really, really cool, really pivotal moment in my life to, you know, kind of be me. Yeah. I like that. And like you said, Audible is a great way to listen to it. Just because Matthew McConaughey's got a great, he's got a great voice. It, he has a great way to tell a story. Um, just the way he, the way he speaks, versus you reading it off the page. Like, um, I haven't read it myself. I just listen to it. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like, and this could just be me thinking this way, um, that if you read it off the page versus him, the way he has his storytelling ability, it's, it's different. So if you've read it and you didn't think it was um, all that. Definitely, definitely give the audible a try because it's it's a really good listen. Um, all right, yeah. that's that's all I got for the um, for the icebreaker for the rapid fire. So let's get into it. What's going on, Tim? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Podcast number one. Number one, Mini Joe Rogan in the making. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited. So. Um, what I really want to talk to you about today is uh, kind of your athletic background. Um, I know you played collegiate basketball. Um, you had a pretty long history in CrossFit, and uh, you're into jujitsu now. But uh, um, let's go to the beginning. Uh, where, where did it all start? So, growing up, I played, you know, baseball, basketball, football. My favorite sport was actually baseball, um, and in the in the summers, I would play football. And then, you know, in the winters was basketball. And then when springtime came around, it was baseball. But um, baseball and football would always intersect with each other because baseball started, I mean, football rather, started August 1st. Mm-hmm. And baseball would begin, or the playoffs, or if you made All-Stars or something, they would intersect. So I remember when I was in 6th, 7th, 8th grade, I was going back and forth from baseball practice, and I'd be late to football practice, or I'd have mm. football, and then I'd be late to baseball. Mm. So I was always moving around as a kid, and um, you know that's when I fell in love with playing sports, being active, and I've always been a pretty active kid, even now to this day. But um, when I was a little kid, man, I, I just like I could never sit still. I was always playing sports. I was always doing something, and I think that's where you know my love for the sports that I played just came from. Gotcha. When when you were playing multiple sports like that. Um, what high school was that? That was in middle school. Oh, middle school? In Westerly. And then when I went to gotcha. high school, I just played just basketball. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, and then what made you decide, okay, like I'm, I'm putting all my, uh, all my eggs in one basket. I'm going basketball. I'm not um, doing football anymore. I'm not doing baseball. Honestly, I regret not doing all three in okay. high school. I really okay. do. I really regret not playing ba- uh, baseball and football just because so many of my buddies played. So Yeah. I wish I played with them, but um, I think what made me make the switch to basketball was as I was growing up, that's not necessarily what I was best at, but it was something where I could see that the work that I was putting in was paying off mm-hmm. to, to the goal that I had, which was to play collegiate basketball. Sure. And when I went to high school, I remember talking to my mom and she was like, are you sure you want to just play basketball? And I said, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to go play in college. I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket. And, you know, I, I looked up to a lot of guys like 
I looked up to like any other kid did. I looked up to like the Allen Iverson. I looked up to mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade, but also too, I looked up to a lot of college guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I was in middle school, I remember because my sisters are both older than me and they were in high school. And I remember um, watching some of the kids on their high school team play, and mm-hmm. I would always reach out to them, which was on MySpace at the time, mm-hmm. and <laughs> just talk. <laughs> yeah, just talk about you know playing basketball and whatnot, and. Um, I would always just hoop with them at the Y or at a rec center or something. And um, that's just when I decided that basketball is something I wanted to run with. Gotcha. So it was like, it was all around you and your environment. Yeah. And I just made sure that everything I did was related to basketball. Um, Mm. Everything. What I watched, Mm. obviously what I played, if I worked out, which I didn't really do much at the time, everything was just basketball related because I just wanted to be you know, the best basketball player that I could. And are you still talking about, like, that, that middle school era? Like, you, like you're like you not working out? Um, yes. I, I never really lifted a weight when I was in middle school. Mm. I did in, like, eighth grade with my cousin a bit because he was pretty big into, like, bro lifts and bodybuilding mm. at the time. But um, <clears throat> more so high school, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to, like, sure. my freshman and sophomore year. I never really hit the gym. I did, I did a bit with my buddy, but, um, yeah, probably – like the freshman sophomore time frame gotcha gotcha cool and you said you you did like submerge yourself in it like you watched mm-hmm. it too what what team what was your favorite team Miami Heat okay yeah like I said okay. I, mean, I, I love Dwayne Wade I still do but yeah um anything heat related even if you go to my room in Boston now everything right. is just I have all this Dwayne Wade memorabilia yeah. everything's just all about basketball still in my life at that time he was he was was he was like the star player on the team, right? There, I mean, uh, yeah, and then LeBron they got then there. they got LeBron, yeah, and then know. they got LeBron in what like 2010 or something like that, 2011, 2012, whatever. Excuse my sport memory, <laughs> but um, yeah, I used to just love watching him, man. I don't know why mm-hmm. I got so so attached to him. Even when he was at Marquette, I really liked him. So, oh okay. Did you watch college ball too? I watched everything, man. Really, all of it. Yeah, yeah. I even watched women's basketball. Funny enough, really. I remember when I was in middle school, our coach had us watch one day women's basketball film, just the way that they move the ball. Mm-hmm. Because NBA, it's more so like isolation. You get the you get the ball, and then it's just like you get to work from there. Mm. Um, he had us watch women's basketball by the way that they move the ball. Mm. And was it UConn? Uh, dude, it was everything. Every, okay. And so even WNBA. And, oh, okay. And I, I was just like, this is. You know, this is interesting to watch. It's, it's basketball. I love the game. So right, right. That's interesting. I um, there was a guy. I can't remember if he was a, a patient or um, a patient's uh, relative that was that was always around um, back in the day. And he was a huge basketball fan, but it was only women's basketball and it was only UConn. That was the only that was the only team yeah, he knew. Interesting. That's funny. Because <laughs> a lot of people aren't. Uh, they don't have that specific. <clears throat> Uh, like niche this like if they yeah. watch basketball i'll see it like nba or college sure. but he was a UConn fan sure but no that's cool that it's interesting that you say that because i feel like um yeah if with, with the women's team they could probably have like a more like a team oriented uh like approach to the game so mm-hmm. that's cool mm-hmm. um what was your uh what was your college team did you have a favorite college team uconn it was, it was UConn. yeah <laughs> nice. i remember my mom nice. would pull me out of school <laughs> and me and my buddy Spencer at the time, my mom would his mom and my mom would pull us out of school um, on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. We'd be like, "Where are you going?" And then we'd show up at like Gamble Pavilion, which is where you, which is mm. the UConn campus, okay. and we'd show up or we'd go to like Hartford and watch a game. But 
Dude, I remember watching Rudy Gay in, in layup lines doing like 360 dunks, like windmill dunks, and just being like, damn. Wow. You just like getting I mean? ready for a game? Yeah. Wow. Like layup lines this guy's doing the East Bay between the leg dunks and just mm-hmm. like, just like, god damn. Do they do that stuff in pros? Like warm ups? Or they kind of just yeah. like. I mean, they got to yeah. put on for the fans, man. Oh, uh, so. sure, sure. Yeah. It's kind of like the pregame show. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Did you have you been to many? Uh, oh, who's your uh, who's your NBA team? Oh, you said Miami. Miami have you, Heat, have my you boy. been to any games? Yep. Yeah, at, in Boston. Miami Heat. Yeah. No, in Miami. Really? Yeah, I okay. went to I went to Florida. Went to my buddy John. Okay. Um, John Matthews. Shout out the sneaker rack. If you guys need kicks, go okay. see my boy John Matthews okay. at the sneaker rack. I'm getting a little dusty. I might need some. We went to uh, <laughs> Naples and then we drove across to Miami, mm-hmm. and um, or down up. I don't. Know, I have no idea. Whatever. And. Um, to a heat game it was dope it's when they had uh, they played the Bulls and that's when the Bulls had mm. Nate Robinson who I just love to watch because he's short yeah. and he's just fun to watch yeah I'm a, I'm a big fan I, I hated to see him uh, in that fight recently but yeah. that's besides the point got his ass whooped <laughs> yeah and um, we drove down they played the Bulls LeBron, D. Wade, Bosch they all played it was mm. really cool to watch man that was really that was really cool that was when I was in like 10th grade something like that it's interesting I mean I, I'm the typical New Englander like I like all the New England teams I'm, I'm a casual basketball guy but um, I forget exactly when it was, maybe like 2012, 2013, somewhere around the time, um, when the the Bulls were making a push with Jimmy Butler. And uh, yeah. I think it was around that time. And uh, I grew to really like their team because they also had um, Derrick Rose in the yeah, team. Yeah, Derrick Rose. He's an MVP too. Yeah, and uh, and I just loved his comeback story. Mm. His knee injuries, yeah, always he's, coming he's back. Bit, he's a bit washed up now. Yeah, he is. But he, it was really motivational at the time yeah. to see him come back, and uh, and I loved his chemistry with Butler. And then mm-hmm. when Butler went to Miami, obviously, I was like, I was like, oh, he's still he's still playing really well this yeah. many years later. Like, yeah. so I just be, kind of became like a little bit of like, I mean, Celtics would be my team, but my um, uh, that Miami would be my second favorite because of him. Yeah, for sure. Did you, did you see him on? Um, he was putting out posts on Instagram about uh, his coffee. His John coffee make Butler. Butler. Yeah. So, did you see that? No. Oh man! So during the pandemic, uh, they had the bubble, obviously, and all the guys were were stuck in the bubble. They couldn't leave the facility wherever they're at. So, uh, Jimmy Butler is, is, I guess, is a big coffee guy, and he was making French press in his room, and he had a little like Sharpie sign on his door, <laughs> Big Face Coffee, which he still kind of runs that big brand a little coffee, bit, <laughs> and he'd only accept twenty dollar bills. Like you want a latte, twenty bucks. Small, twenty bucks. Large, twenty bucks. And he be and during that period, like he became known as that. And he he, he actually kind of keep pushing it now. So he might end up taking that off as a brand. But uh, cool, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, so you you were talking about you. Were, so you were playing basketball in high school. Um, and where where were you going for high school? Stonington High. Stonington, cool. And I did a uh, prep school year, post grad year at Tilton Academy in New Hampshire. Nice. Okay. So how was that? How was that transition? Hard. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. So, um, that was really eye opening for me. I was playing on my team. I was playing with guys with like, I was playing with like Terrence Mann, who just played the Western Conference Finals for the mm-hmm. Clippers. Started. Um, had what forty points in Game Six against um, the Jazz, I believe, who they just beat in before they went to the uh, Western Conference Finals, but. Mm-hmm. Playing with guys like that, playing against Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. you know Bruce Brown, who are all studs in the NBA now, it was really interesting to move from 
you know, a, a rural area mm. playing high school basketball with kids that I grew up with mm. to playing with kids from all walks of life. Like, we had a kid in our team uh, from Lithuania who was, like, 6'9", oh, 6'10". Wow. Okay. Really? Yeah, and he was just, like, all all these kids knew was just basketball, man. Like, yeah. they, they loved basketball so much, and, you know, I would be sitting there at school in New Hampshire being like, man, I wish I could go surfing, I wish I could do this, X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, let's go get some shots up. So mm-hmm. it was really cool to be submerged in that. And, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for the opportunity. And it's just like a lot of less. I, I learned a lot of lessons from it. And it was a really interesting time in my life where, one, it kind of made me open my eyes as to, hey, like, the dreams you have in basketball are very, very attainable. But at the same time, like, a lot of these kids, like I mentioned before, all they knew was just basketball. And it made me realize, to me, that, okay, I have all these other eggs in my mm. basket that I thought I didn't mm. have like going surfing mm. or like working out or things along those lines so kind of realized to me opened my eyes a bit and it was the first time I was alone my whole life because mm. I was living in New Hampshire that you know there's for me like I mentioned there's just like a lot more in my life that I wanted to do so that was a really cool experience for me to go through but also too like I mentioned I learned, I learned a, a lot of cool lessons about you know just like work ethic and stuff which, mm. was, which was really interesting yeah I mean, that's high school being alone. That's a relatively young age to be off yeah, on your I was own. Seventeen, sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So most most people, I mean, going to college are eighteen, nineteen mm-hmm. usually. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's relatively young. Yeah. So you probably were just driving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a car up there? I had no, 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 no. We no. weren't allowed. Oh, really? Yeah, you weren't allowed. So you, you, they pretty much had you just stay on campus. Dude, my life for a year at Tilton, it was just basketball. Like there yeah. was nothing else that yeah. like. I mean, that's when I started to dabble into some CrossFit, but mm-hmm. that there was, my life was strictly basketball. Like, school was, like, second sure. to basketball. And, th- and that's, like, probably pretty much for everybody there. Like, they're all, like, they have their... Was, is Tilton specifically a basketball school, or is it other um, sports? I mean, it's known for basketball, yeah. men's and women's. Women's is actually badass, I think. Yeah. When I was there, they hadn't lost... Well, they lost one game in, like, five years, something like that. What? They were legit, dude. Coach Preston was... She was legit. She's still there? Yep. Um... Cool. Yeah, no, no, no. Basketball is the biggest thing. Basketball, it was just like, people went there for sport, but, mm. I mean, pretty much Tilton was known for basketball and hockey. Oh, okay, and hockey too. Yeah. That makes sense, New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And you said you started, like, dabbling in some CrossFit when you were there too? Yep. What, what got you into that? Um, I had always thought CrossFit was pretty cool. My favorite athlete at the time was Dan Bailey. And Badass. And Rin Rich, of course, but... Yep. I, I don't know, I just... I thought it was really cool. I had this little rogue workout book, and it had all the girls, all the girl workouts, the hero mm-hmm. workouts, you know, lifts, etc. And you could just log your stuff. And I started to, af- this was like after basketball practice too. It'd be like 9 o'clock at night. The weight room was open until 11. We'd do practice for hour, hour and a half. And then um, I'd go hit like a hero workout in the in the I had no idea what I was doing you know what I mean yeah and it would be like yeah workouts are no joke dude it yeah. would take me like 50 minutes and, yeah. and, and at the end of the day like my my back was all messed up my shoulders mm. I was doing everything wrong but that's when I started to dabble in the CrossFit and then I kind of was just like wow this is mm. this is dope at that age you can get away with a lot more too yeah and, I, and, and yeah man it was dope it was cool and this other kid that went there went to a CrossFit gym 
and I remember the our assistant coach Rob LaRoche was I'm 26 so he was 26 at the time hmm. and he was really cool he was a young dude and him and I would always shoot the shit and one one night I texted him and I was like hey can you drive me to CrossFit in the morning he's like what time I was like 5 a.m. and he was like yeah I'm like yeah if not I'm just gonna walk it was like three and a half miles wakes up drives me drops me off and they had me do like a test workout and it was air squats and wall balls and um I smashed it and I was like this is so stupid like this <laughs> it's is too easy this is not not even too easy I was like this is this is dumb like I, what is what is this like why am I mm. squatting with no weight right what's give, this stupid, give me a barbell what's this stupid ball that I'm throwing at a target <laughs> like this is dumb later in life I learned that you kind know why you're doing that, that why I'm doing that but at the time I was just like man this is dumb and mm. I never went back and I just started programming <laughs> workouts to myself everything had a 200 meter run in it every workout I programmed really? everything man every 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 workout I programmed had a 200 meter run in it and then I would do like push press snatch mm. power cleans like dude it was it was I was stupid self taught snatch at first yeah yeah yeah, yeah. why 200 meters was there like a was there I don't a know track it just there? sounded good yeah, it just sounded, it sounded right. cool. It's a good distance. 200 meters, 50 snatch for time, like uh, like at like 135, <laughs> and oh, I could barely man. lift it over my head, man. And you were recording all of them at the time? Mm-hmm. Do you still have that book? Mm-hmm. You ever repeat any of those workouts? Um, I one time I did 200 thrusters for time. That's gnarly. And I did that when I was in at Tilton, and then I did it again like six months ago. Mm. And it was pretty cool. I beat my time by like 13 minutes. Whooped it. <laughs> Whooped yeah, it. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, I mean, that's like the the pro athlete experience mm-hmm. in like Intel Academy. Um, and yeah, dude, it was cool. Like, we were sponsored by Nike. Really? Yeah. So we got a lot of dope stuff. Mm. Like <clears throat> before a game we'd always get like new kicks new socks mm-hmm. so it was it was really really cool you stayed swaggy always, always. <laughs> for all the games always my nice. boy always um how about the, how about some of the teams you played what um were they like local teams in the area new hampshire or new hampshire mass yep. uh we traveled and played teams in like kentucky springfield wow. uh we traveled a bunch by man. bus uh flight bus yeah really yeah dude i missed so no much way. school yeah yeah so much that's really cool. Yeah. Damn. I mean, maybe because um, the school I went to wasn't it. I mean, I went to a, a pretty competitive school, um, St. John's Prep School, all boys. Um, but we weren't we weren't hopping on flights. We weren't <laughs> we weren't flying places. I don't know how common that is. Maybe if you look at like um, teams in like Texas, like football, where it's like really big. Yeah, I mean, doing stuff like that. But. The the division I played in was NEPSAC. Okay. Conference rather, and so I mean that's arguably. If not the best, one of the best mm. conferences for high school basketball in the country. So. Sure, sure. It was cool. Who was your coach? Uh, Marcus O'Neill. You still there? Yep. Nice, nice. Yep. Um, so you were there for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it? At first I didn't. I had a girlfriend at the time. Yeah, okay. So I was sad. Yeah. And then we broke up and then oh. my whole my whole world turned upside down. That happens. Yeah, man, whatever. It was fun. <laughs> But at first, I didn't like it because I was just homesick. And then once I got to meet friends, and then um, the second semester, second half of the year or whatever, that was when I was just like, word. Yeah. Like, this is You're cool. You're into it. This is cool, yeah. 
And now, obviously, looking back at it, you can say, oh, this best was a great One of the experience. best experiences of my life, yeah. I, I kind of had the same thing. Um, I wasn't psyched to go to my high school. It was it was all boys high school. I'm like, oh, I do not want to go. Yeah. My parents uh, uh, strongly urged me to go, so mm-hmm. I went. And uh, at the time, I hated it. But yeah. looking back, I was I'm like, I'm glad I went. You know, it was, it was a it was a good experience. Set me up really well. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, dude. Like I learned a lot of lessons about myself, about mm. sport. So it was cool. That's awesome. Um, and then, so moving on from Tilton, what was the next step for you? Salve. Salve. Yep. What made you choose them? Funny enough, dude. I other went, than the beautiful campus. Yeah. <laughs> funny enough, I went to um, Salve. Offered me to go play when I was in high school, like mm. like public school, after hmm. my senior year. Really? Oh, yeah. uh, Stonington? Yep. Really? And okay. they, and one of the assistant coaches who's not there anymore came to watch me play a game, and it was the, what is it, semifinals, the game before the finals, right? Mm-hmm. And I dropped like 30. Nice. Yeah. And you had a really good game. Yeah, I did. Nice. And uh, he came and watched, and then at the end of it, he's like, yeah, you play, you, you play well, you're a little too short. Man, I was like <laughs> 5'10". You're point guard, right? Yeah. Like, and you were still growing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, what? <laughs> and then I went to Tilton, and then I got I got some pretty decent offers. Um, this, the CCC is a conference, and you know, um, they they pretty much all offered me. This is Division Three, and then mm-hmm. I went in toward High Point, which is Division One. Where's that at? Yeah, North Carolina. Yep. Okay. I, went, I um I think we know someone, that, Connor. Connor. Connor yeah. went there. Yeah. And uh, I went in toward High Point, and then um, I knew that like I wasn't really gonna play much, mm. and so. I went on a bunch of tours. I went to like Endicott, a bunch of mm. schools, and then my mom actually was just like, "Why don't you go to Salve?" And I was like, "Man, they turned me down. Like they told me I was too small. Like I don't want to go there." Right. And then I had never been to Newport. I'm from Rhode Island. Yeah. I had never been to Newport yeah. before. And I remember we're driving over the bridge, the mm-hmm. Verrazano Bridge. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my mom and I was just like, but that Verrazano Bridge isn't even the first bridge. I mean, isn't even the bridge. It's the Jamestown Bridge. Yes. Is the it's not that exciting. No, it's not the Pell Bridge. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. And but I remember driving over and I looked at my mom and I was like, I want to go to Salve. And she's no like, You way. haven't even seen the campus. And I'm just like, I saw the dude. I'm obsessed with the ocean. Yeah. I saw the ocean. I saw the boats. I saw the land that was in Newport from over the bridge. And I, I looked. At, I remember looking at my mom, and I was like, I want to go here. And she's like, You haven't even seen the campus yet. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. I know. I got you got, I you got that gut feeling. I don't even remember seeing the campus. Really? No. I don't even remember. I remember I met up with the basketball coach. I kind of blacked out. <laughs> and at the end of it, he was like, what would you think? And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. do? Where do I sign? Yeah. I'm in. And then the next day, I quote unquote committed yep. to Salva Regina. And then the rest is the rest is history there. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, man. No regrets? Uh, no. None. That's awesome. Zero. Loved Salva? Yeah, it was a great time, man. I, it was the best four years of my life. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. Um, so playing basketball there, student athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, how was the basketball program? How'd you like it? <laughs> um, it was alright. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was alright. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, com- coming from like. Yeah, exactly. Tilton, dude. Coming you know, from Tilton, like, I was just like, if yeah, you were coming from this? Stonington, it'd probably be like super eye-opening, super yeah. incredible. We do. We had some good players, like yeah. my buddy Bryce, Rod, all those guys. Um, yeah great at basketball but yeah. it was just like a different I don't know different vibe different vibe mm-hmm. um, 
me and the coach didn't really see eye to eye. No sure. one really saw eye to eye with the coach, actually. But sure. it was just like uh, one of those things where, again, I realized I was like, hey, there's more to my life than basketball. Yeah. And then yeah. eventually, like my sophomore year, I decided to qu- quit and then I went abroad and then. Nice. Yeah. Where'd you go? London. London. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. You love London. Love it. <laughs> love London. And that's, and that's, you know, where I found, well, not found, but that's when I started, like, my CrossFit life yeah. career, so and cool. uh, just for the listeners, uh, we are outside, so you might hear a couple of trucks going by. Uh, we're in Providence. It's just after July Fourth, so there may be a few more fireworks. That was a firework, not a gunshot. Fireside chat. <laughs> we got a little fire going too. So, um, but yeah, okay, L- London, and and so you started CrossFit there. How did you go? How did you get into that? I um, was riding my bike one day saw a CrossFit gym and I walked in and I remember asking for a coach and I remember this girl Alexis came up and walked up to me and she's like you ever done CrossFit before and I was like by myself she mm-hmm. was like alright coming tomorrow and then I went in the next day and I did the workout fight gone bad yep. which is a minute on of it's I think it's like five six different movements a minute on of each you get like 30 seconds rest and I think you do each for like five rounds and it's at like the some sumo deadlift high pulls and wall there, balls, wall rowing, balls, yep. push press, yep, bunch of shit. Good and workout, tough yeah, workout. Yeah, and um, I remember at the end of it, she, because every rep leads towards your score. So some people hit like 200, 300, etc. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the end of it, I'm like laying on the ground, and she comes up to me with a whiteboard, and she was like, "Your score was 350," <laughs> and I'm like, "What does that mean?" She was like. She's like, that's like, that's badass. Yeah. And I was like, when, I was like, Can I, what time do I come back tomorrow? And she was like, oh, maybe you give your body a rest and, and come back the next, the day after that. And I was like, nah, when do I come back? Yeah. So she said, all right, come tomorrow at this time. And I remember she wasn't there yet. I got there like 30 minutes early. And I'm just like kind of jumping on the bars, trying to learn how to like butterfly pull up, like kipping pull up, do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I saw the rings mm-hmm. and I was just like, <laughs> I see everybody do muscle ups. Mm-hmm. I've never tried one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try one. Mm-hmm. And uh, jumped on the rings and did a muscle up. <laughs> so many people right now who do cross- CrossFit are just like <laughs> pissed. Jumped on that's the r- a, that's one of one of the toughest movements I would say. Yeah, and I, I just yeah. remember like seeing it on YouTube, watching like Rich and the games and stuff. Yep. And uh, I jumped on and just like swung myself up there and then uh, she walked in and she was like you're here early I'm like yeah look what I just learned and I jumped on the rings again and did it and she was like what and I was like I was like hell yeah yep. hell yeah <laughs> and this was I don't know if we mentioned it Perpetua Cross- yep Perpetua. Cross- Perpetua which is yep. actually called I think it's called Black Box now I think they changed oh, it oh yeah. okay okay which is a, it's a pretty big is it, is it a pretty big well known gym in um in London? Oh, the best. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. And they also have a they also have one in Dublin as well. Oh, okay. I may have been to the one in Dublin because I, I went abroad in Dublin. I I mean, not like you. I know you were abroad for a long time. I think I dropped into the one in Dublin. Yeah. Um. Probably. You. So you were. How long were you there? How long were you in London? Too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stayed a bit longer than I should have. Um. But it was great, man. I, that's when I started to really like invest myself in CrossFit and was just like hey like I want to get good at this Mm -hmm. and um, you know I I worked really hard and 
I made sure that like I was working on things that didn't necessarily quote unquote matter. Like for example, mm. like a great a great lesson I learned out there was just like do the little things. Mm. Like the little things matter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I've you know I've, I've applied that to every other aspect of my life. Like mm-hmm. do the little things, and then the bigger picture eventually you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was cool to just work on something that I was new at, but something that. No, I was relatively good at it. It was really cool to like put all my effort into that and, and you know, just like watch myself grow in the time that I was there. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and we did a bunch of like test workouts and stuff. And um, I remember like I tested out Fran and I did it in like five minutes, which is like, it's a mean, good time. It's a good for, time for your starter. It's a starter. And then I did it like two days before I left. I did it in like 306. Wow. Which still isn't like the best, but you know, mm. two minutes off my time, like, mm mm-hmm in six seven months i was yeah. just like damn like that is working that is one of the cool things about crossfit especially i mean well any barbell sport um if it's something new to you like just to see how rapidly your progress happens sure. like early on yeah i mean as you get, obviously as you get more experience in the sport like uh like games athletes regional athletes it's tough to make big big changes in like those uh those hero workouts those benchmark workouts yeah, but it, yeah sure. it's really cool to see that in the mm-hmm. beginning like I think it's motivating. Mm-hmm. It motivates a lot of people. Like, wow, I'm like, I'm crushing it in this. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so you, you mentioned you say you stayed longer than you should have. <laughs> um, this podcast is sponsored by uh, Miller Lite. Not actually, but actually, <laughs> if you know me, then you know why. Yeah. Um, so what? So what happened? Why'd you? Uh, were you supposed to leave and then Man, and hell no, stayed? I don't want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to go home. I was just like, man, this is it. I'm going to spend the rest of my life here. <laughs> I remember, dude, I was I had a girlfriend at the time, different girl. And and kickstart. I, I just remember I was like, "Hey, I don't think I want to leave." And she's like, "You better get your ass home." <laughs> um but it was cool. It was a really, really cool experience, and I didn't want to leave, but mm-hmm. I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you made it back home. Uh, yeah, and, and not not one piece, but I made it home. <laughs> uh, I remember you were telling me a story once about um, you had a flight. Yeah, you, man. You yeah. had a flight planned. <laughs> <laughs> it you, is what it time, is. Your time was up, and then... Uh, I was like, hell no. And you gave yourself a little extension. I'm not going home. <laughs> I'm not leaving. Oh, that's funny. Um, so after after London, mm-hmm. um, so you eventually did come back home to Rhode Island. Uh, yes. Yep. I was in college, so I came back, so to, back New- to I came, came back to Newport. Um, spent some time, you know, again doing CrossFit myself, and then I remember sitting in Peaceful Market with Leah actually. Great and spot best spot probably ever and we're sitting there with leah and she was like so what are you gonna do i'm like man i really want to start getting into crossfit but like mm. i don't want to go to this gym blah 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 mm. i've been there once before i remember sitting there she looks at me and she's like stop being a bitch <laughs> just go yeah I was like, All right, Roger well, that. what was holding you back so i went to crossfit 
the Spartan Fitness before. Mm-hmm. I had dropped in for open gym once, did mm-hmm. my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I went and talked to Johnny and I was like, hey, can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. And Johnny, if you're listening, I love you, brother. Um, but you were like, oh, I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna go roll a 5K. Yeah. And you, <laughs> you put your headphones on, didn't talk to anybody. I was like, man, this place sucks. <laughs> I'm never coming back here. And so I was just like, I don't wanna go there. I actually went and checked out Force CrossFit. Yes. And they were closed. <laughs> and so went to um, Spartan Fitness during the Open and Alex Quinn was my judge mm-hmm. and um, did fairly well in the Open workout and then Dan texted me the next day Dan Heaney who used to own the gym the gym unfortunately because of COVID had to shut down but um, he hit me up and he was like hey dude like heard you crushed the workout you gotta come in blah 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 <laughs> I was like hell yeah so I started to go in and I'm in college so I couldn't really afford to pay you know, mm. 120 bucks a month. And so I remember one day I was talking to Dan, it was just him and I, and I was like, hey man, like, I'll mop the floors, I'll do whatever you need me to do mm. to be a member here. Like, what can I do to, to help out? And he was like, man, we got a janitor. And I'm like, oh shit, whatever. Mm. Probably and, Jay. I, I don't know. And then um, a few days later he hit me up and he was just like, hey, you should come in once a week and we'll do like a coach's development type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. So I went in once a week and him and I just started to chat about like how to coach a class, how to run a class, mm-hmm. what the, what, how to, what, what's a wall ball, what's, you know, what's a snatch, like what is, how is that effective, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was great, it was a great experience. And then, yeah, and then eventually one day I was selling sunglasses at the time. <laughs> At Soul Optics, and he, good college job. Yep, yeah, and he called me and was like, "Hey, we're opening a new gym, bigger space, more people. Do you want to be a coach?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" Mm-hmm. And I walked inside, looked at the girl that I was working with, and was like, "Hey." She's like, "What?" And I was like, "I quit." <laughs> I turned around and walked out. No two weeks. Hell no! I was just like, "Man, I'm out of here." I uh, went. I went. Walked out. Drove to the gym. And the rest is history. Hey, sometimes sometimes you got to do that. If mm-hmm. opportunity comes along, you mm-hmm. got to grab it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, and uh, and definitely, yeah, Johnny's the man. Um, in in defense of Johnny in that in that situation with the headphones, he run the five k. I feel like that's a. Uh, it's, I, uh, I would say it's kind of a CrossFit mentality a little bit. But, oh, for sure. But in the way of like when you dro- if you drop into a CrossFit gym without um kind of like setting something up as far as like a meeting or anything kind like of that annoying. um there it could just be like nobody's working the front desk everybody's like already involved in the workout so it sometimes could be like especially if you don't know what's going on it could be a little off-putting yeah. and like looking back at that obviously we can we can say that we can tell mm-hmm. um but uh yeah that's not uh not surprising in other words yeah i hear you <laughs> um so the new space that's actually where I came into play too that's where I met you um actually, yep. or actually maybe not because I was dropping into Salve's uh, gym a little <laughs> bit I was doing I was doing my Olympic lifting at the time which I was brand new with man I remember you coming at the Salve with yeah. like these like yellow <laughs> I got, I got busty <laughs> ass um lifters on I'm like man who the hell is I got the this? bumblebee shoes snatching like 95 pounds yeah. I'm like man <laughs> get, get out of here <laughs> 
I was I was just learning at the time. I remember purposely like lifting next to you, throwing like 185 on the bar, snatching in. Really? Looking to my left and then like. See, I'm I'm so zoned in, like zoned in when I work out that mm-hmm. uh, I I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice that someone was there doing the same thing as me. Because nobody, you go walk into a gym, nobody's unless you're at a CrossFit gym, nobody's snatching. At least at least back then, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe more so now, but uh, yeah, not back then. Yeah, no man. Yeah, Spartan Fitness was cool. It opened up a lot of opportunities for me, so it was great. Yeah, it's a it's a good gym. So so you dropped into the old space a little bit. Um, they expanded the new space, um, which was a great move. Um, just because the old space was fun, it had that typical like CrossFit like environment like atmosphere. But I mean, it was one of those places where like every time it rained, like borderline flooded. Like it was it was time for a new space. Like the barbells were starting to get a little rusty. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that new space was pretty cool. So, so you were talking when you were getting into it. You were starting to coach at that time too. Yep, just started to coach, or shadow rather, because I didn't mm-hmm. have my level one. Went took my level mm-hmm. one, failed it. <laughs> and, what uh, happened there? Man, I blame it on Dan. <laughs> Dan, if you're listening to this, come on, brother. You told me not to study. Every, I went in. That's true. That's true. I went in thinking like, man, I'm gonna pass this thing. <laughs> No. Every everybody does say like, oh, it's so easy, it's so easy. Yeah, because they have yeah. it. Yeah, right. They have it. Right. And so if you I, pass, it's easy. Exactly. And I remember <laughs> going in and they're like giving me all this information, and I'm like, everyone like printed out handbooks, had it in like uh, uh, the three ring binder, or whatever. I'm just like, yep. man, I got not even a notebook. Mm-hmm. I started taking notes on my phone. Um, I failed. Mm. And then after the level one, I. Uh, started talking to this guy that worked there, Connor. Him and I got the chatting, and next thing you know, I, I got a, I'm, I'm doing a bunch of work with Reebok, and so. Mm. Um, Just made a really good connection there. Made, and I still, I still keep in touch with him, man. He's a great mm. dude. Mm. And um, I just remember talking to him and being like, hey, like, how do I get to where you are in terms of like a, a fitness level, life, et cetera. And then, you know, a month later, um, at the Reebok headquarters, like, doing a bunch of work with them, and it was really cool. You did an internship there. Yeah. Which is a, which is a tough internship to get, too. Um, so that's cool you made that connection. And um, <laughs> did, did, he, did you tell him you failed level one when you were talking to him? No. So <laughs> I remember Austin and I were about to work out, and Austin Maliello, who yep. is the head coach for Reebok, and... He said something about the level one, and I'm just like, shit. And so after the workout, I went up to him, and I'm like, hey, I got to be honest with you, I failed my level one. Didn't say anything. Wait, wait did you already have the internship at this time? Mm-hmm. You had the internship, and you didn't have your level one. Uh-huh. And, oh, um, okay. Okay. Uh, didn't say anything to me, and then actually went to the printer. No And way. came back with like a 300, he came back with a level one handbook. Yeah. And gave it to me, and he was like, we're going to study this for two hours every time you're here. Wow. I'm like, okay. I remember I'd be sitting at, I'd be like eating lunch with like Denise or, or Dylan or something. And he'd come up to me and be like, uh, define fitness, define CrossFit. Uh, what's, what's the CrossFit diet in a hundred words? And I'm just like, oh, shit. God. And then I took a level one pass and then ended up getting my level two with them as well. That's, that's wild. Mm-hmm. And it all makes sense now because, uh, uh, me and Sammy, another, another coach, when we were taking our level ones, um, I was I was surprised. Well, maybe not so much surprised, but um, in awe, like how much knowledge you retained 
Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I feel like this happens with everything. Like, when you study for a test in college, you just cram it, you do it, and then you kind of forget a lot of the stuff. But you had learned it over, it sounds like a prolonged I mean, dude, like fitness, like increased capacity across broad time, model <laughs> domains. Like, what is CrossFit? Constant varied function movement, operate at high intensity. Like, eat meats and veggies, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little stars, no sugar. Like, I remember it all of it. It's in, it's in there. I remember all of it. Yeah, like, isn't, that, isn't that long-term memory? Yeah. You're not going to forget that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were to ask me those questions right now, I I feel bad to say it, but I wouldn't be able to say it. I maybe get a little bit, but not not well. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. And you learn from the master too. Austin's a badass. The master. <laughs> OG CrossFitter, games OG. athlete. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, and Con uh, Connor is Connor's a badass too. He's a really good uh, really good athlete. He's a games athlete too. Was yeah. he games athlete too? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Denise too. Nope. Uh, I don't know. Regionals? Something. Probably, she's, probably. A, she's a good athlete too. Probably, yeah. But a, but a really good a really good spot to get a lot of good experience. Yeah. Um, like I said, a highly sought after uh, internship. Mm-hmm. Reebok World World Headquarters in Boston. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's really cool. A lot of lessons learned there. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the ones that I can take away is be about it. Be about if it. If you say it, do it. Um, also something that we've chatted about before mm-hmm. was just say yes to everything. Mm. Don't like, you don't have to be a yes man. Like mm-hmm. if someone wants you to do something and you don't want to do it, like go out at night or something, then, you know, say no. Yeah, right, right, right. But if there's an opportunity in your life where... Mm-hmm. It's gonna benefit you. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever say no. I don't care Do if you. It. I don't care if you haven't eaten. If you don't have any sleep. If you're sick, just say yes. Mm-hmm. Say yes to everything. And if you say yes, mean it. Yeah. If you tell somebody you're gonna do something, do it. That's Follow a, through. That's a lot of the things I learned from Connor and Austin. Was just like, if you're gonna say you're gonna do something, do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, don't bullshit anyone. Don't. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, don't bullshit yourself. Mm-hmm. If you say yes. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, do that. Yeah. Even if it's like, yeah, I'll come pick you up and take you to work. You know what I mean? Like, do that. If yeah. you say yes, follow through. Like, be about it. That's a life lesson right there. Yeah, for sure. That's huge. Yeah, that's cool being around, being around those guys. I remember um, we were watching. I, I trained for a marathon last year. And I, before, I was like kind of getting psyched up on a lot of the videos. And... Um, I was, I was watching one of the videos how uh, Austin and, and uh, Connor ran that marathon. Mm-hmm. No no training. Austin had done a 500-pound deadlift beforehand. Mm-hmm. Connor wore a, a tutu. Or a leotard. <laughs> or a leotard during, during the marathon. And, uh, yeah, th- those guys are wild. I'm sorry. He wore a grand one-piece. Oh, all right. The grand. The grand in Boston. The one and only. <laughs> Very cool. Um... And then after, after Reebok, what was your next step? You were oh well, you were still a Spartan sure. at the time. Yeah, I was still a Spartan, and then I ended up making a life change, and I got a job in sales at this company mm-hmm. called HubSpot in Boston. Mm-hmm. So cool. Um, really breaking point in my life. Um, again, something I had learned from Tilton that there's just more to my life than like what I was doing, mm-hmm. and I, I've always had big dreams to you know be a successful person. Mm-hmm. success in my eyes mm-hmm. not someone else's and so mm-hmm. um, you know I, I made sure that I was following my green lights and mm-hmm. and doing what I was supposed to do to 
set myself up for success and you know that was ultimately to leave coaching CrossFit behind which I which we can get to at Invictus I didn't fully leave but sure decided to take a job in sales and leave Spartan so yeah cool mm-hmm. and and I, th- I like how you said that like success in your eyes like what what you define sex, success as yeah so. like I don't obviously like everyone sees success as this like American dream type of thing man like I don't care about what anyone else thinks in terms mm-hmm. of what they define as success like success for me is you know what I have set in place for what I want to do in life and you know I'm not there yet and I'm mm-hmm. not close mm-hmm. but um, following my own path is something that I've always been pretty tuned into so that's cool and I, I think that's also a good life lesson like in a way like if you feel like you found success and you get complacent like you kind of you get stagnant a little bit so you always try to like work for more work for um, you know that next goal that next step yeah for sure man I'm yeah exactly like I know that I'll be successful when everyone around me just doesn't have to worry about anything so yeah yeah I like that um so you you left Spartan and I do want to touch on Spartan just a little bit because I was coaching at the time and you had worked your way to the head coach position mm-hmm. um, right before you had left there mm-hmm. and you were running a coach's development course from everything that you had learned at Reebok from, from the, those guys who are the experts yep. and kind of teaching all of us coaches there and uh, I feel like we had a really good thing going we for did. a while at Spartan yeah, we did. and I think a big part of that was what you brought to the table all, all the Thanks, uh, the knowledge that you had brought from Reebok, um, the kind of the standard we held held ourselves to, and I and I definitely attribute a lot of that to Dan too, um, and and the rest of the coaches there, Gina, Sam, uh, Bill, you know Johnny, everybody there. Uh, we had a great crew, too. The guys we threw down with, mm-hmm. um, just a, a go a great overall gym. Um, yeah, it was a good vibe, man. I remember like. Throwing down with you, Sammy, Johnny, Ken, mm-hmm. Chief, mm-hmm. Dreezy, like it was a, it was a dope time in my life, and like I look back on it, and I'm like, damn, that was really easy. <laughs> that was a really easy life. And a lot of those guys you mentioned too, there um, in in Newport. If you don't know, there's a um, military base. There's the um, uh, War College. So a lot of guys from all over the country that are military based are, are going there, um, learning, taking classes. So a lot of cool guys that have been through it and um, just people you wouldn't get to meet normally. We're kind of all surrounded in that little uh, environment. So that was really cool. Let's take a second to talk about those guys. Man. Yeah. So, um, Dreezy was dope. He's a great dad, does a lot of cool things in his life. And he was just a cool person to compete with and go head to head with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you have Chief, who we just got off the phone with, <laughs> and he is, you know, you look at him, you're like, man, I can't take this guy seriously. He's wearing these <laughs> three-inch shorts, his balls are showing, like. Oh, Lulu, of course, though. And, dude, just, like, throwing down with him and him hyping you up was just something that I miss. And then, you know, talk, start talking about Ken, I'll start crying, but, um <laughs> Yeah, dude. Like all those, all those guys. Like, it was just such a, such a great time, and you learn something from each of them, mm-hmm. and just dirt bike. 
you learn something from each of them and it's just like it's interesting to see that you spend time with these guys for four five six months and uh you take away you know little pieces of information from Mm -hmm. each of them so it's cool yeah yeah there are guys constantly coming in Uh, those guys you mentioned even like Stu. yeah yeah like and andy yeah dude andy was a games athlete Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, beast. And I, and I remember just doing the open workouts and uh, just being, like, in the same heat as, as him. And just, like, made me realize, like, wow, like, there's a whole nother level Dude, of fitness I, out there. I remember doing a workout with Andy <laughs> in the open. This was the last open I did at Spartan. And I remember I didn't want to stop. And I went so hard, I legit pissed myself. Oh, my God. I literally pissed myself. <laughs> I beat his ass. Did you really? Yeah, no I beat him. Do you remember the workout? It was the um, <laughs> toaster bar, the dub blenders, and the ascending power cleans. Ooh, was squat it open, cleans, open squat workout? Clean. Yeah, squat cleans. Cool. And I remember, dude, I pissed myself. Oh my god! I lay on the floor, my shorts are covered in piss. Oh my god! And Andy came up to me. All he gave me was a knuckle touch, but it was like, wow, yeah, a you dad know. giving you like the right yeah, of passage. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I'm just like I'm covered in piss. I'm, like, Fuck. <laughs> I'm laying in my own piss, but yeah. I feel proud. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! That's really cool. Um, trying to think, anyone else we want to shout out from Spartan? I mean, um, Alex, I, Randy, son, everyone, doing the Sunday crew, um, doing um, weightlifting. Drew, Drew, yep, Ducker, yep. all those guys, man. Yeah, that was a fun time. Am, uh, I, miss, am I missing anyone? Yeah. Probably yelled at. I don't think so. <laughs> Chris, Chris on the Chris yeah, coming to the Sunday crew. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we love you, Chris. <laughs> um, no, we don't. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was a good time, good crew. Unfortunately, uh, due to COVID, it did close its doors, but everyone everyone's still doing their thing. Um, yes, sir. Uh, so after after Spartan, the next step was uh, you went you went to Boston. Mm-hmm. You followed uh, you followed the sales route. Mm-hmm. And uh, continued with CrossFit at Invictus. Yes. In Fenway. Yes. Cool location. Yeah. Smell the bar- ballpark franks every time you uh, <laughs> do those runs. I did a couple workouts with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's in their Red Sox gear walking to the game, and we're all like shirtless running around doing a 400 meter. That was cool. That yeah. Was, that was probably the most competitive I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good gym. A lot of good athletes there, too. Yeah, man, I got to train with the games team, so it was just like, it was cool. Yeah, um, yeah, you were dialed in at that point, like you, like um, nutrition, mm-hmm. fitness. Dude, man, I was waking up at five a.m., going to the gym for five thirty, working out till eight, going to work at eight thirty, leaving work at like five five thirty six, and then getting to the gym from like six to ten every day. And on the weekends, I was in the gym from like eleven to five every weekend. Like, I was. Yeah, I was I was tuned in, man. I mm. was just like, this is this is for me. Yeah, yeah. I was I was two hundred and three pounds. I'm a buck eighty five right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was two hundred three pounds, and I was. Do you know your um? Did you ever take a fat percentage or no? Uh, I think the mo- I think I, then I think I was like six seven percent body wow. fat. Yeah. Yeah, two hundred pounds. Yeah, I was thick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was fit. You were. You were very fit. Mm-hmm. Very fit. Everything was dialed in. You, you you had a nutritionist at the time. My girl Kelsey. Yep. Yes, my girl Kelsey Keel. Uh, Bla- uh, Black Iron. Black Iron. Black great, Iron yep. great, great friend of mine. Still keep in touch with her to this day. She's mm-hmm. training for the Olympics for bobsled right now. That's so cool. Um, yeah, me and her 
became great friends and it was really cool to to work with someone like that who was so dialed in on her personal Mm. fitness as well so Mm -hmm. um a lot of things that i want to emulate from her and tola and Mm -hmm. those guys and brie and 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 a bunch of people it was really really cool i got to work out alex smith a few times it was dope really he Mm -hmm. dropped he dropped in there Mm -hmm. that's sweet yeah, I could see that. I mean, you get athletes at that level, you're going to probably have other athletes from other gyms coming exactly, in, yeah. catching a vibe. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. Um, so the overall, I mean, the overall schedule, though, was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot to handle. And, like, I didn't really have much time for my dog, Ace, which I look back and regret. But mm. I was just so, like, that was at the point in my life when I was, I was newly single. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my girlfriend at the time had just broken up. And... Not a, not a different girl, same girl from Peaceful. So. Um, and I just remember, dude, I was just, I was so, like, tuned in with myself physically, but also mentally, I was, I was there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I hate to use the word, like, oh, I was unbreakable, because I think that's, in a, I don't think that's a real phrase, sure, but sure, sure. I was, you know, I was pretty solid. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. I was pretty solid. Yeah. And, uh. Eventually, you decided that uh, that wasn't the route you wanted to go down. Yep. So, I think, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of aspiration. Sure. And yep. so, I think even my time at Tilton, again, going back to that and learning that life's bigger than what, you, um, what your immediate surroundings are. Yeah. I had, I had to find success for myself in so many ways and... You know, like I said, I'm still not anywhere near there, but I knew that I had to make a choice, mm-hmm. CrossFit or um, um, sales, and I knew that I didn't want to, obviously, like, I don't want to take a fast track to anything. I want to take the steps necessary to get mm-hmm. to where I want to be, and I knew that sales wasn't necessarily going to get me there faster, but it was more set up for my career and what I wanted of myself, and dude, like, I was still doing, I was still working with Reebok, like, I was, Kelsey had put me on and like, like I was, I was communicating back and forth like RX bar and stuff. And yeah, I was just like, man, like how with this, like this mm-hmm. isn't what I wanted. It, I got burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got burnt out. And like, dude, there was days I wake, I would wake up and like, I literally like, I couldn't feel my legs. Mm. And like, I thought I was, I was afraid I wasn't gonna be able to walk and I'd go to the gym and just do everything all over. And I was taking care of my body. It was just like, my body just wasn't used to that volume. I was working out for eight hours a day. Yeah. And I just had to make a switch and I knew that what I wanted in life was, you know, better set up for success in the career that I have now, which is sales. And so Mm -hmm. Uh, I I made that switch. Yeah. I feel like that takes a lot of, um, like introspective, like thinking like, okay, what do I really What's the end game? What do I really want to do? Do I want to go down on this path? Do I want to go down on this path? And uh, it sounds like you made the right decision. Yeah, what I mean, do, yeah. I don't regret making that decision. Like I still, you know, I still work out. I still do CrossFit on my own terms. I don't think I have mustered up the. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't think I've mustered up the. I don't want to say commitment, but. I still don't want to go. I still no, no, no. I still don't want to go to a CrossFit gym just because I feel like I still have a bad taste mm. in my mouth about it just for what I put myself through, which is my own fault. But yeah, um, still, I just, I just don't want to do it. Yeah, you know. And I yeah. just did a CrossFit workout tonight. 
yeah by myself and on like your own terms that's great and that's what i want to do and if mm-hmm. i want to go to the gym and i want to bench and squat and do some bicep curls and screw it that's what i'm going to do yeah and so sweet um and you're your next kind of athletic endeavor that you got into, which I mean, you've you've been doing for a little while now, but uh, jujitsu. Yeah. How you liking that? I love it, man. Yeah. It's uh. It's the most challenging thing I've ever done. Um, I'm convinced that you can never be too good at jujitsu, no matter mm-hmm. what belt you are, white or black. And um, yeah, Ken got me into jujitsu in Newport, and I did it, and I you know got hooked to it. Moved to Boston. Um, didn't really do it for the first year I was there because of CrossFit. And then, you know, after that, I um, moved to Southie when the, the pandemic was over. During the pandemic, I just I didn't do jiu-jitsu at all. I just I moved back home to Connecticut with my mom. And just, um, you know, I'm fortunate she has a workout studio, so I was able to mm. get in workouts there. But, um, yeah, and then I did jiu-jitsu at this place called Broadway for a bit. And then... I saw an Instagram post from Connor, who I met through Reebok, who was doing jujitsu in the park with this kid, Ruben. And I was like, hey, man, it looks cool. And then I went to the park and did it with Ruben. And then now I train. I'm affiliated with South Boston Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Very cool. When you when you were doing it in the park there, were you getting any weird Dude, looks? People, people, people walking people would by, walk or... by and be like, Cobra Kai. Yeah, no yeah, way. Cobra Kai. Were they heckling you guys? Yeah, I'd be like, man, come over here. Yeah, yeah, come a little closer. Let me show you something. <laughs> That's probably the worst place you can heckle someone. Yeah, but when a dude, bunch of guys are rolling. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. Like, the gym I go to now, um, and, I know, and I know I've said this before, but, dude, Ruben's one of the best people I've ever met in my mm. life. Like, not only from being my jujitsu coach, but also he's a he's an amazing friend mm. um and, I, and I, you know i'd go i'd go to bat for him any day and i know he'd do the same for me which is you know commendable but dude he is always he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu he's 27 that's incredible that's insane he's been doing jiu-jitsu since he was like 11 12 i would imagine and dude it's just like he's constantly learning and constantly like keeping the fire burning of jiu-jitsu and you know I always like to get to the gym early and just like shoot the shit with him and I walk in and it's just him and I and he's just like watching a jujitsu instructional video mm. and he's constantly learning and it's and it's commendable and it's honorable for him because it just shows you that like no matter where you're at in your jujitsu career, like there's always something you can work on. And granted he owns a gym so he's making sure that he's like up to speed on new things and new techniques, etc. But dude, he's just everything he does, he just puts it to his business and not only that, but the gym itself, like, you've been, it's very aesthetically mm. pleasing. It's always clean. White walls, white mats. It's got a gym. He's got his little puppy, Ashi. And, dude, I got to give Ashi credit. Ashi Grammy? Yeah, Ashi Grammy. <laughs> and I got to give credit to his girlfriend, too. Hopefully his wife soon, oh. Ruben. But she's a wizard on, on engineering and building things. And, you know, she's, she's put a lot of time and effort to making sure that the gym is suitable for everyone that walks in and it looks good and like I mentioned it's clean and uh, dude arguably it's I mean it is the best jiu-jitsu gym I've ever been to but arguably it's probably one of the best jiu-jitsu gyms in New England sure, um, sure. it's it's an amazing place to be man and anyone that comes to Boston or anyone that's serious about their training in jiu-jitsu um, even, actually I take that back even if you're not serious and you want to do it once or twice a week come see us man 
yeah come come see Ruben come check out what what he and, and us are all about and you know let very it, let I it mean rock. I dropped in very open very friendly um, there's no I mean I think you said it recently um, some of the nicest guys you know are, are big jiu-jitsu guys like top-level jiu-jitsu guys MMA fighters yeah. guys you think would be like kind of off-putting or like really like rough around the edges are end up being like really some of the nicest guys which is crazy because <laughs> I mean they could kill literally kill you like mm-hmm. within a few seconds which is um, uh, I guess a cool skill to have but um, you got me into jiu-jitsu I sure did yeah, you got me bit by the bug um, but uh, yeah it's a, it's a it's a cool sport a lot like CrossFit in a way the, one of the reasons I got bit by uh, bit by the bug with CrossFit was um, I had been strength training for a long time and resistance training, um, doing the typical bro uh, workouts, and uh, just the just the learning of the new movements, the gymnastics, the rings, the muscle ups, the snatches, really got me excited about like learning something new every day and progressing something new. And it's it's literally the same thing with jujitsu. Each time you go in, or at least for me, like I'm just learning something brand new every time I go in, and uh, it's a badass sport. I I love it. Dude, it's great, man. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. We're going tomorrow. We're sure. rolling tomorrow. Sure. Shout out, shout out the guys at um, uh, Running Strength, the Strength Dojo uh, in Providence, uh, letting us come by and uh, do a little bit of rolling. We get a little no gi, little, little gi action too. Yes, sir. <laughs> what do you like better? Um, gi's more practical to real life. Okay. But I like no gi. I have big hands. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so it's just like help you in basketball it's too. It's so easy for me to like grab onto like a lapel or a collar or a sleeve, or mm. it's collar and lapel are the same thing. So you're saying my my better chance of uh, submitting you is no gi? Neither. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Neither. Um, yeah, we got we got a good little day planned tomorrow. A little little uh, jujitsu, and then uh, we just had a, uh, a tropical storm run through, so we got some big waves. So. <laughs> we're uh, some pretty big waves. We're gonna get pitted tomorrow. Yes, sir. Surf's up. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, call a lifeguard and keep him to stand by Fuck because uh, <laughs> it'll be fun. I'm be saving you, my boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, jujitsu is a thing right now. Um, what are you looking forward uh, in the future? UFC. <laughs> I would love to fight, man. I yeah. Love, I would love to fight. All right. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, man. I think Ruben always yells at me. It's like I don't, I don't go to jujitsu enough. Mm-hmm. I'm, dude, I'm so busy, so it's like yeah, yeah. It's the same thing that balance you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, figuring out that. Balance. I do a very good job balancing jujitsu in life. That's I do good. a very good job. That's With CrossFit, good. it was just CrossFit. I didn't give a shit if I mm-hmm. went out with my friends or if mm-hmm. I did anything. I don't care. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I do a very good job of balancing my life and jujitsu. Um, I go three, four times a week. And I do it on purpose. Right. I want to go every day. Yeah. I do want to go every day. Um, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm sharp and I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to. But um, I don't know. I just don't want to fall into that trap. Do that to myself again, and mm. make sure that you know I'm I'm living my life and doing the things. Yeah. That I, I'm a 26 year old kid, man. I live in Bo- I live in South Boston, like. Bachelor in South Dude, it's a 26 year old's dream. <laughs> like, South Boston is a 26 year old's dream. Like, yeah. everything about South Boston is where a kid my age would want to be. 
and I, I do a good job of making sure that um, I balance both. So yeah, yeah. What what um? So it's Friday. Today Friday. Yeah, Friday. Today's Saturday, well, my boy. No, no, it's Friday. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said that so confidently. Yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> it feels like Saturday. Um, what what would be uh, the bar you would go to tonight if we were in South Boston? What would be the spot? God damn. Um, probably Capo, man. You yeah, can, you go to the basement. Should we go right now? Shit. <laughs> if you go to Capo basement, you will find love for 24 hours. Yeah. Long-term love doesn't exist in Southie. I can tell you that from experience. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Long-term love don't exist. Right, right. But 24 hours. 24 hours. Yeah. You, you gonna find that? Yeah. <laughs> if you're a short-term kind of guy, it's the yeah. spot to be. If you want to wipe, don't go to Southie. Yeah. If you want to have fun, go to Salvi. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, uh, hey, that's awesome. Uh, I got to throw another log on the fire, so uh, I think we we, uh, we wrap this up. Any uh, any last minute um, shout outs? Any last minute uh, things coming up you want to um, promote? Um, um, man, I want to shout out the Fendi Boys. Of course. I want to shout them <laughs> out. That's that's about it. Thanks for having me on, dude. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That was fun. We'll do it again. All right. Signing off.